0: Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Tim from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire. This is our weekly podcast of the sermon from the prior Sunday. Normally, at this time, I have invited everybody to join us for worship at eight thirty and eleven uh, but right now we 're in the midst of the global pandemic, and so we are not having worship in our building at eight thirty and eleven Instead, you can find us online doing virtual worship using Zoom. You can find the information for all of that on our website at www.htelc.com. You can also like us on Facebook. And uh, those are the two primary ways in which to find our links to have worship with us. So it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have an internet connection, you can join us for worship. So thank you for listening. We hope that you find the sermon meaningful and purposeful, that it connects to your life and how you interact with the world. And most of all, it reveals God's infinite love for you and all of creation.
1: We continue with the readings again from the Wesleys. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 22, verse 15 through 22. Praise to you, O Lord. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere, and teach the way of God in accordance with truth, and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. It is lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not. But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, What are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title? They answered, The emperors. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperors, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Thanks be to God.
0: Excellent. All right. This is one of my favorite Far Sides cartoons. <laughs> and just to make it interesting, there's God putting a little uh, seasoning of jerks in the world. <laughs> I think maybe God overdid it right now, it feels like. Um, but I always found that funny. I used to write a, a blog. You can still find a link to it uh, through my bio on our website. But I would sign at the end of every... Uh, blog post, Don't Be a Jerk, because I feel like that's a common phrase in our household. Don't be a jerk. So I thought it'd be fun to share with this morning. But we continue our service with the sermon. Hey, good morning, everybody from Holy Trinity, Who else? whoever else might be watching. We have a really interesting uh, passage this morning from our gospel lesson. Again, we're still in that Holy Week time frame. Jesus has come into Jerusalem, come into the temple flipped over the tables, had those three parables we worked with over the last three weeks, really uh, challenging who the people think has the authority. Um, and now we get this question where the Herodians and the Pharisees come together, and they ask a question of Jesus. Is it li- should we pay this tax? And Jesus says, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God's what is God's. So let's delve into it a little bit more uh, and understand what really are they asking and what really is Jesus responding to. So the Herodians and the Pharisees are not people that get along. Think of it this way, when you see them together and they're uh, working together toward a common cause, this phrase might help you out understand why that is. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Herodians and Pharisees traditionally don't get along. Herodians, they are uh, Herod's followers that are representing the Roman government. So they are Jewish people representing the Roman government. That's who Herod was. He was the uh, Roman puppet. And so people kind of despised him because he was one of their own enforcing those oppressive rules, laws, way of life on the Jewish, ancient Israelite people, ancient Jewish people of that time. So most people, Jewish people, did not like Herodians. Then you have the Pharisees, right? Uh, they were the rule followers, the good religious people of the day. They didn't like uh, Herodians because they were, uh, Herodians were bringing in those Jewish laws. And the Herodians didn't like the Pharisees so much because Pharisees didn't want to acknowledge that Rome was in charge, right? They had their God, their way of doing things, and they wanted out from underneath that Roman oppression, so they didn't really get along. But they have a common enemy, and that is Jesus, right? Jesus comes along, and he essentially threatens both groups because he's not pledging allegiance or loyalty to either ones. Uh, he's making the people of Rome angry because uh, he's saying Caesar isn't God, Caesar isn't divine, right? And he's making the Pharisees angry, because he's essentially saying, all you're worried about is keeping the law. And the law isn't what saves you. It's not all these minor little details that you have to get right. It's love your neighbor as yourself. Think of others before yourself, right? Include everybody. And so Jesus is really angering these two groups. So these two groups who normally wouldn't get along, Come together to challenge Jesus because he comes into the temple and is really disrupting everything. And so, this is what they do. They want to catch him in uh, a question that they think is a straightforward answer, right? Is it lawful to pay this tax? Being, if you pay the tax, you are siding with Rome. And you're going to upset the Pharisees or all those common people that are following you that went out of, under Roman oppression. If you say it's okay to pay the tax. If you say it's not okay to pay the tax, you're going to upset Rome. And you're going to make that side of the equation angry. So a little bit about this tax also, just so we need to, uh, just so we have a better understanding of it. This tax isn't like an income tax. It's not a, a, a you know, a sales tax, that kind of thing. This is essentially a flat person tax that everybody has to pay once a year. If I remember remember correctly, men, when they become 14 years old, have to start paying that. Women, when they become 12 years old, they have to start paying that. And essentially the tax is one day's wage is what you have to give to Rome just for existing Right, You have to pay this just for existing. doesn't matter what you are, what you do, uh, all those kind of things. Everybody has to pay it. So is it lawful to pay it? And Jesus says, produce a coin that you use to pay this tax. And so they produce a coin, and Jesus looks at it and says, whose image is on it? And it's Caesar's image is on it. And not only is Caesar's image on it, there's an inscription, inscription on it that is again referring to the divinity of Caesar. Remember we said before, we talked about this, I don't know, probably a couple months ago now, the phrase Son of God wasn't used for the first time toward Jesus. That was a phrase in existence that was then applied toward Jesus as a huge political statement of the day because if Jesus is the Son of God, then who is not? Caesar. And it was already thought by some that Caesar is divine. That Caesar is the son of God, right? The Caesar is the divine, then the one who uh, Caesar's son, who was going to rule after him, is son of the divine. And then that uh, the one Caesar dies, the one moves up, and now their son becomes son of the divine. Right? So this coin has Caesar's face and uh, an inscription that talks about the divinity of Caesar. What's interesting about this, when Jesus refers to whose face is on it, uh, that kind of stuff, it makes you think of you know, whose image is on it. And I think this is really what Jesus is getting at. This isn't about should you or should you not pay taxes. You know, as Christians, is it lawful to pay our taxes or do we try and get out of paying our taxes? It ha- it's not about that. What it's about is whose image are you created in? Whose image do you belong to? Because Jesus says something that really turns them on their head and puts the question back toward them. Give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God's what is God's. What he is asking them is this, who do you belong to? Whose image are you created in? And if you answer that question, then that will be the way you lead your life. That will answer what you should and should not do. That will answer how do you view yourself, and where does your value come from, and where does your worth come from, and how do you view other people? Give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God what is God's. Who do you belong to? We spend so much time in our life trying to figure out who we belong to. Where is our allegiance? Where is our loyalty? Where is our identity? we have one loyalty, one allegiance, one identity, and that is to God and to God alone. The irony is when those people bring out that coin and it has the image of Caesar on it and it has the inscription that Caesar is uh, divine, it's breaking the commandments, right? You shall have no other God before me. Have we put other gods before Jesus also? Who are those gods? Where does your identity come from? We've talked about this. There is no, I am a Republican, Democrat, American, uh, you name it. uh, Therefore, I believe. I am a child of God. Therefore, I believe. And then you can figure out what that looks like. But we belong to God. You belong to God. Whose image are you created in? Whose image are you imprinted with? The creator of the universe. It goes back to Genesis. And God saw all that God had made. And didn't just call it good, but called it very good. There are so many competing stories out there in the world to say, this is who you are. You cannot turn on the TV, open up the internet, drive down a road without seeing something that's trying to tell you who you are. And they try and tell you that by telling you what you are lacking. If you had this, then you would be Hence, we want to go out and get this and think, that's who I am, because then look at what I have and look at how people will look at me or how I'll look at myself. But that is false. That is a lie. The truth is you are loved by the creator of the universe. The image that is imprinted on you is the image of God. To go back a little bit further in Genesis before God saw all that God had made and called them very good. God created humankind, men and women, in God's likeness, in God's image. So often we think the Bible starts in Genesis 2 with Adam and Eve, and disobeying God, and that's who we are at our core. But let's not forget, Genesis does not begin, the Bible does not begin in the second chapter. Halfway through, the Bible begins in the first chapter, when God saw all that God had made and called it very good. Didn't call it perfect. Called it very good that is who you are, that is who we are, that is who the world is, and that's what we get to announce. Amen.